Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Gutter to Gutter podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Michael Ellard of Image Conversions. Michael has produced some awesome mini trucks in his time, and with a new focus on street cars of all sorts, Image Conversions is now putting out some amazing cars that have well and truly earned their place in the Street Machine magazine on more than one occasion. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy Michael Ellard. Welcome to another episode of Gutter to Gutter Podcast. I'm Static and joined with me today is Michael Ellard from Image Customs. How are you, mate? Come Good. On. Image Conversions, sorry. Conversions, yeah. <laughs> it's too, I'm too used to saying customs now. Everybody's got something, something customs. Yeah, and yeah. It's just course. something that just rolls off the tongue. Um, how are you, dude? Good, good. Good awesome. to be Awesome, man. Well, I mean, it's good for me to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, we're sitting, hanging out at Image Conversions right now. You've just given me a bit of a tour of the workshop. Yeah. Um, the Camaro's here, which is fucking beautiful. Yeah, what a beautiful car. Um, the VK Brock. Yeah. Did you well, say currently it was a, building it? Did you yeah. say it was a, a replica or? It's a replica. Yeah. yeah. You probably wouldn't try and go that far with a genuine one, would you? Nah, not where he's done. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Some awesome cars, man. The little Celica is amazing. Yeah. Love yep. that. Um, and your Corolla wagon, panel van wagon. Bit of both. Bit of both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Can't wait to see how that one works out. Um, so give us a little bit of a rundown of who Michael Ellard is. And well, um, I'm 35. I've been spray painting and panel beating for 20 years. Yep. Um, been working at the one shop since then, like since I started. So my dad's company was Images and Magazines. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm um, married, got a wife, got a little girl. Just, yeah. Simple guy just loves cars. Awesome, man. Awesome. So, um, you mentioned your dad's company was Image Limousines. So, obviously, it's just kind of evolved yeah, over, yeah. over time. Yeah. So, our man was like a panel builder by trade. Yep. And he always was in the shed doing something with cars. Yep. He got into limousines oh, almost 40 years ago. Yep. Uh, he was one of the first in Australia. And my older brother, Matthew, um, came into the business and then I followed suit and yeah, nice. been going ever since then. So just yeah. a family business grown from the ground up. Yeah, pretty much. What um what got your old man into the limousine side of things? Funny story. Um, he hated minivans. Yep. And he's always had us four kids, my mum and yep. my nan always in the car and I don't know, just creative mind and went and got an old XD Falcon. Yep. and made a six-door stretch out of it. Um, people loved it, and someone asked him to build another one, and then continued from there. Yep. So he went and bought a big property in Box Hill, New South Wales, um, started building out of a shed, and then just, yeah, demand got high, and so he brought the little shop in, here in Riverston, yep. and yeah, started building limousines for people. That's crazy, so your family car, was was that always like a limo, or yeah, just like yeah. something stretched? That's or, crazy, man. Yeah, it's the, Get dropped to school every day in a stretch. Yeah. 
didn't mean we were rich or anything, but we had, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty cool back yeah. in the day, so yeah. That's awesome, man. So um, where along the where along the way um, did, it, did it sort of take your interest? Was it just because your dad and your father were doing it, or was something you saw and just caught on with, or...? Yeah, well, I must say, like, my brother, uh, Matthew, so I, he followed in my dad's footsteps, and I followed in my brother's footsteps. Right, yep. So, my brother was, you know, he was into RC cars and stuff, and I kind of hung around with him doing that when we were yep. kids, and then he got into the cars, and he got into Toyotas, yep. um, and I basically followed him with that We, we won't hold that against you, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, we're a, we're a Toyota family, nah, that's, that's for man. sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Nice man, nice. So, at what stage did you get into mini trucks? Where did they come into the picture? Well, before I started working here, um, I come to the work. I used to come to the workshop on, on yep. school holidays and yep. stuff. And my brother's friend's uh, friend had um, the mini truck back in the day called Pogo. Yep. So that was, you know, it's pretty known truck. Yeah. Um, back then, it was only just grey. It was just yep. bags and everything. Yep. I thought that was like unreal. Yeah. Um, at the time, I had a Toyota Sleeker I was building, right, yeah. like an '88 Sleeker, my first car. And then we met. Um, then I met one of my other brother's friends, um, Glenn. So he was a mini trucker too back in the day, and he had a. He was like one of the first people to bag a 2000 shape Hilux. Yep. And so I used to hang off him a bit, and you know, learn everything through him about mini trucks um so that's when i sold my Celica. Yep. only had it on the road for six months after i finished it and got a <laughs> dual cab hilux and started building that and that's kind of how it all began and then i started meeting people so i, I met um a tafe a guy named agro yep. you remember him yep so he was a tafe of his bags right there yep. and he said come out to zero altitude meetings and meet all the good all the guys yep so I did that, and um, yeah, it was all fun then. And I um, went to the spot on Peyton Panel car show. Yep. Back in the day, and um, I seen oh I met um, Sam Jones, and seen Slams, his yellow yep. for there, and I thought it was just the best shaped mini truck ever. It's um that that truck is still one of the like I guess it is probably one of the quintessential sort of mini trucks when it comes to like the whole scene in Australia. Yeah, yeah. That, that just, the image of that truck. Uh, I think it was down near um, the river, down near yeah, yeah the river uh, Penrith. Yeah. It's um, yeah, it's still one of the the most iconic sort of shots. Yeah, yeah, and it's still alive, which is yeah. good. Um, so yeah, so I I love that that Rodeo. So I finished my Rodeo, my Hilux I was building at the time. Yeah. Just painted back in the day, Ford Falcon blueprint. Yep. You know, eight-inch yep. chrome wheels, roll pan a lot. Static, so I sold that, brought her a day, and at that time my mate Glenn started a shop called um, Low Life Customs in mm -hmm. Castle Hill. So he got me the bag kit and everything, and I started handing my brother Matt, and we bagged it. And then Matt's quite creative with the sheet metal, and I had all the ideas in my head. Yep. So we got together and built Bobbin, which is it was orange with Cadillac lights, a drag pan, and yep. it was a it was a, it was a nice truck back in the day. So, Absolutely, yeah. It was, yeah. It, was um, it was definitely up there as far as like the the finish quality, like the build quality and, and finish. 
yeah. of a mini truck, especially in those days. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those ones that was right up there. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, and that that's you know obviously that's Ruby now, but um, that's how I met Laurie, yep. Laurie Starling. So he was building Chopper at the time, and I think it was at like Mini Madness show, and he come up and he's funny, eh? Laurie just come up and was like, "This is great," and chatted my head off. Yeah. And then we got back to work. We're like, we, you know, left the show on the Sunday. I think I had the Monday off. My brother calls me. He goes, there's some real tall dude just standing here waiting for you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I come to the workshop and it was Laurie. And I'm like, oh, hi, what are you doing here? He goes, well, you said you built limos. And he goes, I wanted to come see what you do. Yeah, and right. Yeah, so came really good mates through that. Um, and then he was very, he motivated you to do a lot of things you know Laurie yeah he was, he was very he was very infectious personality wasn't he like, yeah he was yeah. so that's when I kind of was like oh you know what I'm gonna you know I want to build a show car like yeah. a mini truck and and so things kind of went different directions from there I like I decided to travel the world so I did that and I sold the Radar I built another car called Sutlux so yeah. the blue and black yeah um, Hilux and we got creative on that again did the surf rear end and did all the custom touches to that um, traveled the world come back and then when I got back my Rodeo was smashed up in a paddock so I was involved in the car accident yep. with the current owner with the old owner and I went and brought that back basically to put it back to the way it was yeah, orange right. and everything yep. and then my, my brother again got creative and kind of said we've got to do better than last time and then that's when it all evolved so and that, that snowball started rolling yeah, yeah so we started doing you know sheet metal floors and everything and yeah. then everything stopped when I brought my first home and yeah. um yeah there's a few probably a good six years of building a Rodeo yeah um that's when um Laurie passed away and then basically um Everyone in the club, like Finn Severed Tires and um, people from, you know, Jace from Ground Level yeah. and Aaron from NC and, um, you know, ZA members, everyone kind of came together, like Steve from Freaks of Nature. And I'm like, I got them all together pretty much. I said, you know, I want to I finish this car for Laurie. Yeah. You know, he, Laurie did the engine conversion in the motor for me. Yeah. And fitted his dash out of chopper in it, into it and... Few things like that, and I'm like, I think it needs to be done. So yeah, it was great. Um, everyone got together, and we worked flat out on that car for probably it was a good five months. Yeah. Um, day and night. Sometimes in the workshop there was ten, fifteen guys working on the car. Yeah. Right. Not one of them was getting paid. Yeah. They were just friends who wanted to be involved, and yeah, um, right. yeah get the car out for everyone to see. That is so cool so, to hear. Look, I had no idea that any of that went down with that truck. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome, man. You know, people I didn't even know, like, you know, Steve Bullman from Fix of Nature. Well, I don't don't know him. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, I didn't, I hardly knew him as well. I yeah. met him a few times. Um, I seen him at a party and I yeah. said, you're a spray painter? He's like, yeah. I said, I need some help. I said, you know, I'm you know, happy to pay and everything. Yeah. Get this car done. He just came in, came in every night didn't want money nothing he said he just he goes I just want to be involved and yeah. stuff like that Jace Latrell come and help me finish off the front suspension yeah. and yeah it was it was incredible really yeah that's yeah. awesome man the car meant a lot to 
a lot of people, not just me, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. 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 What a story, man. Yeah. Um. So your first your first truck you said was the Hilux. Yep. As a dual cab. Hilux. Nineties model. Yep. Yep. Um, so what what ended up happening with that? You you, you bagged it. No, nah, well I did that as a static. Yep. Um, didn't have the skills to do bags at the time, so right. um, that was just static, painted, yep. really clean truck. Yep. Um, I couldn't sell that car. It just the main truck market wasn't there. I swapped it for a Skyline. Yep. To sell the Skyline and to fund the the Rodeo yeah, right. build. Yep. Um, but then I couldn't sell the Skyline. So it's probably a good. You wouldn't. You would definitely not have a problem with that today. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was kicking myself now, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was a big kind of year and a half transition there where I was wasn't really around the mini truck scene. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> so I guess at the time, who were the people you looked up to? Obviously, you know, we've got Laurie. Um, who else? Who else was it you looked up to at that time? Well, thinking back, it's it's, it's kind of hard because there were so many people in the truck scene back then that I haven't yeah. seen for so many years. Laurie was one of them from seeing obviously what he does. Um, Jace Luttrell, um, Glenn Robinson from, you know, Low Life Customs. Yeah. Um, then like Sam Jones and all those kinds of guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was 17, 18, young, fresh, idiot mini trucker. Impressive. <laughs> I think we all were about that stage. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's... Um, it's all about the partying and, and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, there was, there was many people back in the day that really, you know, took a shine to and, you know, yeah, so. Yeah, nice. Nice. So, if, if we're going back through the trucks, I, it's, it's one of the things, like, because I haven't seen or sort of followed on for so many years. Yeah. So, we've got the, the Hilux that you started with. Um, Swap that for a skyline. Try to sell a skyline, <laughs> but then you're into bobbin. So what else has come along? Like you've you've had the slut lux was that next? Yeah, slut lux was next. And then was it back to what became Ruby or? Yeah, then yeah. I brought yeah, bobbin back original yeah. bobbin, and then started building Ruby. Yeah. In between that, I did a few small cars or like you know odd things that yeah. you know I did. A C30 Julie and a um, you know Navarro and just yeah. like simple kind of cars, um, but it was mainly kind of you know work took you know took all my time up and yeah. you know things yeah. like that. So yeah, I really wanted to concentrate on getting a home and stuff and yeah. trying to get ahead in life. So I had to stop with the cars for a while and think sensibly. Yeah, that happens, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So. Basically, yeah, I just um, built Ruby, finished that, enjoyed it, yep. and yeah. So, uh, if anybody that is listening doesn't know these trucks at all, uh, especially like Bob and Ruby, I didn't, I didn't even know they were the same truck. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely get some photos of them up on um, up on Instagram. You'll um, the second you see them, if if you if you've been in the mini truck scene at all especially Ruby, you'll definitely know Ruby. Um, I'll, I'll get them up so that everybody can have a look. But um, yeah, it's, that's been a lot of mini truck in history, like in that one truck that I thought was two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, when, uh, like, I mean, that car's, I had that car, it's probably, what, 18 years? Yep. Ish, yeah, something yeah. like that, so. 
So I guess where did it, where did a lot of the styling cues on Ruby come from? Because yeah, you know, like that sort of the, the pushed in tailgate, kind of almost caddy esque. Yeah. Where, where did that? Where did the ideas for that come from? Um, the rear end on, on Ruby basically came from um, Bob Grant. So yep. Bob Grant, Grant Customs. So he built that Tacoma with a '57 Chevrolet or '54 right, Chevrolet. Okay, um, and I, me and my brother always thought that was that was awesome. Um, I always wanted to theme the car Cadillac style. Yep. Um, so there's a few attempts at that car to change the body and and whatnot. Like we tried to do a Cadillac front, things didn't work out, and I ended up just scrapping the whole thing and going back to the Rodeo front. Yep. Um, the rear end was our main con main kind of aim to change the styling of the car. Yep. Um, you know, we did the roof chop so it all looked in proportion with the, with you know, the shorty yep. conversion. And then we just wanted to do, we basically tried to do, every panel was modified to, differently to every other car, you know, we tried yep. to, the aim of that car was for low rider guys, drifters, hot rod guys, trip machine guys, to look at it and not brag on it because it's a mini truck. But yeah appreciate the work that went into it and and make them you know think twice about what yeah. the mini truck is yeah so that's kind of why we went to the degree we did like yep. you know it was always meant to be a motor x car like you know there's always a talks of lorry to take the motor x and do everything um but to be honest the car was like it was never really meant to be as good as it was like it was but it, we were all surprised when we finished it like, right everyone that worked on the car kind of stood back and goes, oh shit, we built this thing, like, you know, it's a Rodeo, but it's badass, like, yeah. you know, and, um, yeah, like, just little things on the car, like, you know, the body line inside the tray and the smooth floor pan and, you know, the guards were sheeted in for the suicides and yeah. just all those little things we tried to incorporate, then tried to make a feature out of every part of the car, so hard lines and, you know, designed our own electronic handbrake uh, to work off the ball on a diff which is you know never really been done and and then redesigning our limousine control system to work with the Rodeo so it was all run off a tablet and the yeah. console and so it had no switches on the dash and things like that so yeah nice it was just kind of the car the car definitely really come out it, a lot better than we all expected it was a massive step up in as far as you know like the like a, the complete finish and build quality of a mini truck in australia yeah i think and, and po probably even worldwide at the time yeah like i i've had a lot of americans come out for our shows and yeah. and they they were like you know you need to bring this thing to america and you know show it off and yeah it was it was the plan but you know um kids got in the way you know had a yeah. little girl so you know that all had to go you know couldn't do things like that but um yeah it it definitely was did have a higher build quality and it was built to drive as well yeah um well, you, yeah you definitely you, know, you only got to follow on along social media like ecc and all that sort of stuff you, you weren't afraid to drive it yeah yeah it, it went went to big yeah. trips and you know I'd, we had it at the workshop and we used to drive it to get lunch every day yeah you know it's um that's what it was built for. It was just a, it was a high maintenance car. Yeah. That was the problem. The house of color paint, you know, you wash it and you got to buff it. Yeah. It was, that was the only stressful part of the, the whole car. Like, it always looked dirty. Yeah, right. <laughs> it, was, it was quite frustrating. Yeah. So. Oh, nice, man. 
Um, whereabouts along the way did you sort of end up with seven tyres? Like, where did where did that happen? Ah, that's a good question. Um, back that was a long put time ago. Spot. This is a, a question that we haven't, yeah. haven't sort of pre pre warned you about. So. I think I think I joined up with seven tyres in two thousand eight. Yeah. So uh, Brado from back in the day, Casino Customs. Yeah. Um, I was good friends with him and um, I always thought Seven Tires was like, you know, you got to be this high level to be in the club and this and that. And and he got asked to join the club and in his old shorty and um, it was a cool little truck, but he drove the hell out of that. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the weekend he got asked to join the club, his roll pan was hanging off the back of the car because he dragged <laughs> it off. Um, did, that, did, that ever, did that roll pan ever stay straight? Yeah, I don't think it went back on after yeah. that weekend. And I was like, oh, maybe I've got a chance. So I had, I had Sutlux at the time and good friends of, you know, Ching from Disguise Customs yep. and um, and a lot of the boys. So, yeah, I started talking to them about it and, and yeah, I meshed well with everyone in the club. And, yeah, they asked me to be a member. Um, then I sold Sutlux and went overseas for a year traveling. Yep. So that kind of put me behind with the club. But, yeah, when I got back, I... Um, you know, got back into it all again and you know I think it was I can't remember when it was a few years later um, Lincoln the president decided to you know step down and do family family yeah. life in his shop so um and by that stage I was kind of running you know clothing and car yeah. show stuff yeah. and I set up a bank account for the club and and that's when I got voted in as the president of the club which was um, which is you know a good honor Yep. So um, and then we started to evolve more. We started to, you know, expand more, and you know, we we there's always a tight little circle, severtize, yep. tight little group because it started with a group of friends. Yeah. In Queensland, yep. but, um, but we started to branch out, and now we've got members, you know, Canberra, top of Queensland, Melbourne, and yep. and yeah, we're still a tight group. We're trying to keep it, you know, but you know we're. Yeah, like it's it's a great club. Yeah, kind of hard to explain, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, I yeah. understand. From there, I kind of um, I started doing a lot of traveling to America, yeah. and um, now I've got good friends all over the world. Yeah. You know, I go to Japan, Canada, America, New Zealand. We've got chapters everywhere, and it's just. It's not like what everyone thinks it is. Everyone thinks it's just a club, but you know, I can I can fly into America, anywhere in America, and I can just put a post on the Facebook page, and someone will be there in an hour to pick me up. That's crazy. You know, somewhere to yeah. stay. You know, I can yeah. go there. Me and me and Daniel, we flew over there for SEMA. We turned up. Someone picked us up. We jumped in a car with people. We went to SEMA. You know, they they take care of you. And yeah. when they did the same when I went to Japan, and and then when they come here, we do the same for them. You know, it's. Yeah. And I've got so many close friends in America. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It's but it's so hard to see them all the time as yeah. well, especially with family now. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's amazing when you think about it. Like, you can almost go worldwide and just put it put the call out when you land somewhere and go, "Hey, is anyone around? Yeah, I need a way to get to here." Yeah, and yeah. Then, um, especially in America, obviously, you know, sanitize originated from that from there. Yeah, um, you're not gonna have any dramas. No, you, it's, can, it's, you can get pretty much great. wherever you want. Yeah, you yeah. Got, you got a place to sleep uh, if you need it, and all that sort of gear. So that's that's really cool, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's it's people people don't really understand the whole 
mini truck club thing why yeah. like why I'm why, why, like why I'm a part of it like um, a lot of my customers and stuff who are into street machine cars yeah but when it comes to things like that like you know the friendships and everything it's and it's the same with a lot of things I've found like um, you you definitely you you make friends for life in these in I guess you call them a small circle like they're not it's not a tiny circle but they're a small circle in the, the I guess motor industry you yeah. know what I mean like you make friends for life. Like I've I've found inside of yeah, like used to play tournament paintball. So I've got the same in just about every state in Australia. I've got a bed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I if I turn up somewhere and go, hey guys, I need a need somewhere to stay. Someone's got my back. Yeah, um, yeah. Same with you know the four wheel drive world, drift drift game, all everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, like everybody's every every all of these scenes have that sort of not so much niche, but they've got that that tightness you know like yeah and um it's really good to see that mini truckings come come up like that because you know you probably remember back in the day it was pretty toxic to start with all yeah, the different clubs yeah. you know it's there was always <laughs> rivalries between different clubs and i don't know what for yeah i mean oh i was in a new tour um yeah. so i didn't really understand either everyone had their groups and yeah yeah i mean it still is a bit like that um i think it's more just the guys from back then are all kind of retired from mini yeah. trucking and they kind of they still do the sh- show or two a year to keep involved um yeah. but yeah now i think it probably still happens with the younger guys in the mini truck scene but we yeah. probably just don't notice it yeah maybe um but yeah there's it's always competition and everything isn't there yeah. so it's um yeah yeah now it's good to hear about that you can yeah you can go anywhere you want mm. really and you've got someone to help you out yeah nice so you said you were uh, voted in as president of Seven Ties. Yep. Are you still current president? Or um, no. So I <laughs> I took uh, six months off. Yep. From the club, well, about over a year ago, just to concentrate on business and yep. my family. Yep. Um, then COVID hit, and then no one did anything yep. anywhere. So nothing really happened. Um, my buddy Mark's still running it for me. He's a he's one of the OG guys. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of like, are you ready to take it back now? Yeah, right. And I'm kind of, I feel like I'm not done. I feel like I still got a lot more yep. to, in, in like for business and home life, um, to do. So achieve, yeah. I'm not sure how soon I'll take it take it back. Yeah. Um, he's doing a really good job as it is. Everything's running smoothly. Yeah. Um. You know, the club got together and built, you know, a real well-structured, you know, set of rules and and um, we all abide by them and the, cu- the club works really well, like, you know, yeah. everyone's happy and everyone you know, understands how it works. And Yeah, that's basically, sort of, my aim was to yeah. get everyone so, you know, that no one has to call me about anything. You know, if you've got a question, it's all written down, you know, you know where yeah. to go. Um, so... I don't know. I'll probably, I'll probably get back into it soon. I think Mark's pushing me to take it back, so I'll, <laughs> I'll just see how I, see how I go. It's kind yeah. of good to have a bit of a break yeah. from things like that. Yeah. You know, I get phone calls all day long from customers, so it's nice to have you know other things yeah, take my right. time up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's like it's the same as you know, like maybe something as easy, simple as social media. Like if you're spending time on that, there's uh, obviously if you're spending half an hour on that, there's half an hour you could be spending with your yeah, your wife and kid or whatever yeah or on your business and, and all that sort of gear so i understand like 
taking that time just to sort of address one little thing. It's not always efficient, an efficient use of your time. Yeah, of when course. When you've got, you know, like businesses you're trying to grow and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're the first Sever Ties member we've had. We've spoken to a fair few Zero Attitude members, a fair few Negative Gamba members. You speak to Graham, but Graham at Downtown, he's a Sever yeah. member. Really? We didn't yeah. even speak about that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. All right, so you're the second. second I lied. Yeah. I completely lied. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. So image conversions, um, that's your business. We spoke about that earlier. Um, what, is it, what is it you sort of do now? Um, so basically image conversions started with Ruby once again. So after we built Ruby, we kind of realized that we got the potential to to do a different side of the business. Limousines were dying. Um, there wasn't much, you know, we we couldn't compete against the American market. Um, so we had to do something different. That's when my dad decided to, to retire and he said, basically, what do you, what are you just going to do? You know, you need to find a new way around it um an old friend of ours had a car that he was building for a long time and he's seen us build ruby very quickly yeah and um so he came to us and gave us opportunity to build his car so it was about three years ago started 2017 right. we took that job on just me and my brother um from bshl um we had the car finished in six months um the car won everything in australia every show um, you know, Grandmaster, everything. So we kind of thought, well, we're not doing too badly here. Um, it was a bit stressful having, you know, an elite show car that's meant to be faultless, yep. you know, perfected. It was very stressful, you know, you can't keep a car like that. And so we decided we wanted to kind of step it back. We didn't want to build the average street car. So we're trying to, trying to build cars in between the average street car and like a, a motor X car, yep. you know very clean you know fun car with yeah. lots of power but yeah. as a driver um so that's what we aim for and um we built like um grimace the xm falcon yep um and that car gets that's on the road three days a week minimum yep. um and then you know we just finished the camaro we've done um the combi for our engineer which is um pretty cool little car um done a lot of stuff there and everywhere it's hard to think of them off my head yeah um but now we've kind of changed again with um we work closely with like precision racing that do all the uh the the big barrows and the lambos and stuff and um closely with my father-in-law bg engines yeah so we're kind of getting more into like the race car drag car stuff so we did you know his hq drag car yeah um and like, I mean, he's just pumping me full of work. Like yeah. All these customers, they, they've got these motors and they're going to build their cars. Yeah, right. So um, we're gaining more into the race stuff and we actually enjoy it better. Yeah, right. Um, the street car stuff's good as well. Like we're still doing that, but um, I think it's just something different. You yeah. know, we're, we're going down a different direction and um, yeah, it's just bit more fun yeah yeah is it, is it maybe there's a bit more freedom in that sort of aspect you know what i mean like where you're trying to build a street car you've got to build something to a pretty strict set of rules especially when you're looking at like new south wales sort of registration um ours is probably the worst in the, the country yeah <laughs> um is it yeah is it just that little bit more freedom that you get to to play with something that you know isn't going to be registered or 
Um, it's probably not that. I mean, we have we have no problems with engineering. We have a yep. great engineer. He's one of our good friends, and 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 when we build our cars from beginning to end, we have an engine. Our engineer is here yep. every Thursday. Right through the whole build of a car. He's yep. comes. He, he's working on the car that we're building, and the car that we just finished. So that's all easy. The race car stuff's probably I don't know. I guess it's just we're doing something different. Like yep. you know. It's just more fun, you know, you go to the track and, you know, we're getting more into the power cruise cars and, um, I don't know, it's just a little bit different. Like, the XM was a, um, you know, a car that was meant to just fry tires and everything yeah. like that, but uh, the owner kind of said, he goes, well, it's a little bit too pretty for to take down the, sh- the strip of power cruise, you know, he goes, someone hits me, you know, yeah. it's a big dollar car. Um and even the Camaro, that car was built for racing. Like he wants to do Target Tasmania and stuff yep. in that car, but he's still planning on doing it. But um, I think when he takes possession of the car, he will kind of realise. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, look at that. I don't know how keen I'd be to, to race Target in that car. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Um, yeah, that thing is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and 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 don't get me wrong. Like the, you know, I've I've different levels. I do cars at. You know, I can I can do just the average paint job and. Yep. I don't like doing that, but as we're doing the cars and I'm working alongside the customer, they they kind of get excited and like let's do this and you know yeah. kind of blows out of proportion. Um, they always do. Sometimes that. you got to tell the customer, yeah. listen, we're going too far for what you want this car to do. Um, so you got to kind of step them back a bit. But like even like my father-in-law's drag car, we we kind of got that car looking. Gun, metal, gun barrel straight and everything yeah. and then we kind of he kind of walked in and goes you know what you know this car I'm going to have a laptop on the roof and spanners on the bonnet he goes it's a drag car and we go alright cool we'll step it back yeah. a bit <laughs> yeah, right. and um, you realise what the car's actually built to do yeah. um, but yeah it's um, I think it's just fun you know working with something different we haven't built one car with the same bloody motor yeah. like you know we've done an LS1 conversion an LS2 conversion Mercury Racing yeah. motor, you know, Barra, 2J, we've done all these different cars and not one motor's been the same, you know, and um, it sucks because you put a lot of time and energy into um, researching these motors and yeah. building the car, then the next car comes in, it's completely different. Completely different, you have to put all that same sort of time and energy into a new platform now. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's good because, you know, we learn and, you know, you learn a new motor and, you know... Yeah. I have a different perspective on like, you know, Barrows, you know, I thought they were great motors and everything, but until we did Daniel's XM and sent it on a dyno and been in it, yeah. it's like a different different world to yeah. a V8, you know? Yeah. So then that, you know, that Camaro, that thing, compared to a standard LS, like, I mean, that thing's meant to rev to 8,000 RPM. You get to 5,000 and you're, you're shitting yourself. Yeah, I, I can't even just, imagine eight thousand. Oh, thing. just think of just think of <laughs> any boat, Mercury Racing V eight. Yeah. You know, it's how crazy they are on on the in the water. Like yeah. that car, just it's scary. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> I bet, I bet. So you've mentioned um, Grimace and and the Camaro. Now they've both seen the cover of Street Machine magazine. Yeah, yeah. What's what's that like for you? Like that that must be one of the biggest honors in Australia. It is. It's um. It's it's great, you know. We've we've had a few cars in Street Machine. Um, the Camaro didn't make um, cover only because American Muscle, you know, doesn't yeah. doesn't sell in Australia. Yeah. Um, but you know, it got in the magazine. That's 
that's a good honor. Like any yeah. any car and street machine is a good honor. Um, you know, Ruby made it, which is pretty cool for a mini truck. Yep. Um, but Grimace was a highlight. Like that car from the beginning was um, on social media. People went ballistic. You know, um, everyone loves an XM Falcon. Everyone loves a Barra, and they yeah. go hand in hand. You know, um, so that was that was an honor getting on the cover of a street machine with that. Yeah. Um, we've got a few other cars in the mix, um, which would be potential for the same spot. Yeah right. Um, so yeah, we just got a, got a couple with a, a VE we, we did um, for BG engines and their drag car, and then you know this VK's like the VK is like street machine. It's, yeah, it's like it's, well, well, it's it's no secret that I'm not a Commodore fan. Yeah, but the thing looks immaculate. Like it, it looks unreal. Yeah, you know, you're talking about the yeah panel gaps and all that sort of stuff, and the, all the door gaps and the work that's gone into it. Yeah, you know, once it's together, we'll and absolutely show. Cool thing about that car is he, Mark though, that he's building what he wanted when he was seventeen, eighteen. Yep. Kind of like what I'm doing my my little yep. roller. Um, and that's that's the car he's building, but he didn't go to NLS. He went back to the five liter. Yep. You know, which is which is cool. You know, and BG just did the motor in that thing. You know, it's pushing six hundred and thirty horsepower, which is pretty awesome for, for what that car is yeah. you know it's going to be a lot of fun and I think that's people, people will be drawn back to that car for that reason you yeah. know he's, yeah. kept, he's kept it a bit old school and yeah it's it's easy these days to just drop an LS in something isn't it yeah, you know, like yeah. It's, it's it's the answer to just about everything yeah I need yeah. a motor that's going to put some power out what do I do LS LS yeah, yeah. so it's really cool to see someone's actually gone back to that like that 5 litre platform yeah yeah it's really cool Cool, man. Um, so, we've kind of, I'm looking at all the questions I've got. We've kind of spoken about just about all of them. <laughs> um, are there any builds that sort of stick with you for any reason at all? Um, stick with me, like... Well, I guess, yeah, you probably, obviously, yeah, the story behind Ruby, that'd probably, that'd obviously be a massive one. Yeah. Um, is there anything else like a like a customer's car that's had the particular story behind it that's really sort of resonated with you or, or something like that? There's been a few funny ones, I must admit. Um, if you look back at our Image conversion, Conversions Facebook page, you'll probably see yeah. some of the stuff we built back when we were limousine shop. Yeah. Um, like the Combi split, Splitty, the, win, uh, yeah. the Combi limousine. Yeah. Um, that's a favourite of mine. Um, it was, a, it was a very different car. Um, it got so much attention and I don't know, like I, I'm not a Volkswagen person, but building that car was a lot of fun. Um, another one, I, I, another car that I, I love for some reason, which everyone hates, is um, the carriage car. So we built a 300C and yeah. we made the rehearth car look like a horse and carriage shape. Right, okay. Very unusual, very unusual. That yeah. was a, a guy who had a vision for, you know, weddings, you know, that the bride must be in a horse and carriage, but yeah. she can't travel that far in a horse and carriage, so he wanted it built into a car, and it is the funniest car, like, when you look at it. It sounds very strange. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely show you photos of that yeah. one. It was, um, that one sticks in my mind, and I love showing that to people, because their reactions are just different to any other car. Yeah. Um, you know, um... There's a lot of limos we built that we that I loved, like um, the Q7 stretch we did, um, the Club Sport, 
Um, they were awesome cars, but in regards to probably everything, my favorite, my favorite car to drive is the Camaro. Yep. The things in that animal. My favorite car, like, would probably be the XM. I've always wanted an XM, and, you know, it's just the color scheme, the red interior, like, the whole finish, the wheels, yeah. just everything I would have done, so, it's awesome. probably one of my favorites there. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, what kind of work is it you would do in house? We sort of we, sp- we spoke about it as we're um, having a bit of a walk through, but you pretty much do start to finish, right? So yep, the yep. entire build. So I guess talk us through maybe the process. Like where would you start? Let's let's just start with I guess talk about the VK that you've got in there. Um, where was the start point there? Start point. The VK was um, had the fabrication done at a, another shop. Yep. Um, but say um, say like the Camaro. So. Like that came in as a driving car, yep. stripped it. So my brother's a fabricator um, and over the years with limousines and everything, he learned electronics. So, I mean, he does all the fabrication, electronics in the cars. Yep. I'm a spray panel panel better. So I do that side of the vehicle. Um, we actually, with the limousines, we always built the interiors ourselves yep. and the designs with all the crazy lights. It's probably why half our cars are a bit different because we, have that different background. Yep. Um, we've got the CNC routers and all that kind of thing. So um, we build the, all the interiors and design them, and then we send them off to our friends down the road, high tone motor trimming, and they do all the trim, all the stitching, yep. all the wrapping. Um, they've trimmed, um, they must have trimmed over 350 cars for us over wow. the years. Um, so yeah, it's um, we, we start with the, we basically, we build our cars in somewhat of an assembly line. So limousines had, you know, they were working vehicles. You know, it was a 20 week or 12, uh, 16 to 20 week build time. So we had our fabrication shop, our paint shop, our assembly shop. And then um, we did it like an assembly line. And that's kind of what we do here now. It's a bit harder because the cars are all customized and yeah. different. Not, not one car is the same. Yeah. But we still kind of do that like we we aim to build a car from start to finish in 12 to 18 months. So basically we have the first car, which is, you know, in fabrication and then that goes into paint and the next car comes in, yep. but we prioritize that first car. So that car gets all the attention and yep. you know, when I can't paint something, I'm on the other car yeah, and we right. do it that way. So we, we keep this similarly ongoing. All our customers know, you know, you know, the car's, you know, second to the first three, car. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, and it gets the assembly line going and it works well for us because our customers are over the moon. They're getting their cars in yeah. in record times. Um, and, yeah, they, you know, they're built properly, you know, they're, yeah, the, the quality's still there. And um, in between we do, you know, small jobs here and there, but, yeah, we concentrate on that. So we're only a small shop. We don't like to have 20 cars sitting here doing nothing because no customer's ever happy with you. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah well, I only ever really have two big builds on at a time. And then when that first car goes, then the next one comes in after yeah, you get the next car. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Nice. Um, so, how big is your team now? Because you said it started with, I guess, your, your father, your brother, and then yourself. Yeah. Um, your father's sort of retired now, so it was you and your brother. Yeah. How, how big's the team? What's what's that looking like now? 
Yeah, so, I mean, when we did the stretches, we had about eight people. Yep. Um, when we started the new shop, it was just me and my brother. So we decided just to do a car, one car between us, keep yep. it small. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't always work out like that. You always need that second car for, you know, Keeps money rolling money over rolling, and yeah. whatnot. Um, so we kind of got did that, and then people just started booking cars. Like, you know, I've got a a three-year waiting list. Wow. Um, and uh, then I still got people just on, like, written down. Yeah. Um, so we had to start expanding. I, I struggled to find anyone in the industry that's, that's, you know, has the passion or the skills to do what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting another painter, um, which is great. So I was doing all the body work, paint work, buffing, everything by myself. And it was really taking a toll on me, on yep. my body especially. Um, just working mega hours. Um, so I had to get someone in. So I've got a painter now. So he's doing the paint work. I do the body work and we're working together. Yep. And then um, I got one of the original guys back. One of my mates who bought me with Ruby. Um, he's a jack of all trades. He yeah. can do anything. He's, um, so he's here four days a week and he um, does all the mechanical work, electronics, everything you know you yeah. can do anything you know um so it's just for us at the moment my old man still comes in <coughs> once or twice a week and bugs yeah. us for a couple of hours yeah does he try yeah. and throw his weight around still yeah, yeah yeah it's good it's yeah. good fun he comes <laughs> in and he whinges about what we're doing and yeah. um he doesn't understand it but he'll come in and you'll go oh, i'll come you know i'll come rub the bumper bar down for you and we'll start rubbing an hour later he's like oh i gotta go like you can tell he, <laughs> you can tell he's not tired and he's yeah. um He's, he's just like, yeah, I'm out of here, like, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah, so we've still got him. It's, it's good having, like, you know, it's like our engineer, it's like, it's like he works for us, but like he, he's here every week working us alongside yeah. us, guiding us on, you know, everything we need to do with the cars. Um, our trimmers, you know, we've got a great relationship with them, Bill, Steve and Kaylin. Um, you know, it's, it's like I have a bigger team than what I've got, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, the boys at Precision and BG Engines, it's, you know, we work really well, you know, when we build, build a car, you know, meeting, this is what we're doing, you know, everyone knows where they're going and it's like the workshop's bigger than what it actually is. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's not just this location, it's kind of like all those other little locations where these guys have their workshops as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good like that, you yeah. know, and... and um, Riverston is such a small little town, but it has everything here. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good like that. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, we might finish up there, man. Thank you so much for taking the time out of especially a public holiday. Yeah, yeah, chat with you, man. Um, let us know where we can find yourself and Image Conversions. Um, so we keep it small. So we've got a little Facebook page, uh, Image Conversions. Yep. Um, we also got image underscore conversions on um, Instagram. Yep. We, we try to keep it updated um, as regularly as we can. We're, we're pretty slack with social media. Yep. But we uh, we kind of do it on purpose as well because it's the workload. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we keep it pretty small. You can see what we do on those pages and um, yeah, keep up to date, you know. Sweet. Welcome, for, welcome to pop in and talk about people's builds if they want or some guidance you know we're always open to that awesome man yeah so I guess if you're if you're in the area 
come down and have a chat. Yeah, come yeah. down, show us what you're building, need advice or some work done, you know, we're happy to help. I mean, so, sometimes we probably can't do it very soon, but, you know, we can always, yeah. always book you in. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that's it for this week's episode, but before we finish up, I'd like to take a second to thank all of you who have made it this far and listened to this part of the podcast each and every week. You guys are the ones who I know can really help me grow this podcast and make it great. I'm starting an initiative I like to call the Street Team, and I'm hoping you'll join in with me. To join the Street Team, all you need to do is take a screenshot of the podcast as you're listening to it right now, share it to Instagram stories, and tag Gutter Together Podcast and myself, static underscore gutter together, and I will share it to the story feeds from both accounts. Join in and let's get the word out about the podcast if you're enjoying it. And I feel like if you've made it this far into the podcast, you've been enjoying it. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to have you tune in again next week. Don't forget to head over and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Gutter to Gutter Podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you could share the podcast with a friend, even consider leaving a review on your podcast platform of choice. The music you hear in this podcast is a one-off for Gutter to Gutter Podcast by Von Spriggan. You can find him on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Von Spriggan or on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Von Spriggan. Alternatively, you can find all the links in the show notes, along with the links for all of our guests. I look forward to bringing you more next week, so please have a great week and look after each other.